You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. It's a beautiful Tuesday, May 18th. And we're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath. Morning Breath is a drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, and then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Pastor Christian? I'm doing great. Excited to be here as always. Luke 18 is a fun one. I'm, oh, wow. I'm, oh. I'm a little fired up. I heard that. But I'm going to try to stay calm. I heard that. But this is good. I, I just love when you get into the Word and it's like, oh, man, I was just talking about that or I was just thinking about that. Yeah, and so, cool. yeah. yeah, it is a neat thing. And this is a great way to really just start your day, to end your day, to get the Word in there, and it will change your life. It really will from the inside out. So... We'd love for you guys to stay connected. The easiest way to do that is through our East Coast app, which is just you go to Apple or Google Play Store, search East Coast app. It's got a a blue teal background with a white East Coast logo in the middle. And on there, you can get all of our info, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, super easy to navigate. Or you can go to our website, which is ECCC. Dot us e c c c dot us. You can also follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at three two one four five two ten sixty, and we'd be honored to either email or mail out morning breath devotion guide or anything you ever want to know. Yeah, absolutely. We'd be glad to help and uh, invite you if you don't have a home church or you're new to the area. Yeah, we'd uh, invite you to join us at East Coast Christian Center. We're having uh, uh, live. Uh, what do you call them? On-site services. Yeah, yeah, in person. Uh, in person services yeah. for you, and that's in Vieira at the at the high school. Yeah. Vieira High School in Vieira. It's in Cocoa on Friday Road. Yeah. It's here on Merritt Island on Courtney, and then uh, the avenue is on Richland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you haven't been back in a while, that's a big deal oh, too. Yeah. I have quite a back. few friends that are like, just haven't come back. And yeah. I saw people recently for Mother's Day that they're like, they told and me. And the marriage. Uh, yeah, the marriage, marriage night, night. Had quite a few people. Bringing people back who yeah. hadn't been back. And they yeah. just said, one of them said, hey, it's been like a year and a half. Even yeah. before the quarantine, they had kind of shut down. They said, it's so good to be back with wow. people. And I was like, yeah, once you overcome that obstacle, like that hurdle, uh-huh. it's a lot easier. But the longer you stay away, the harder it is. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so, the way it works. Yeah. Just, yeah. just stop exercising for six months. See how hard it is. See how hard it is to get going again. Absolutely. I mean, look what happened to Nick. We quit exercising. Yeah, I know. Nick's like... Just wasting away. Wasting away. He's as big as a house. Yeah. Oh, that way. How how, how big are you, Nick? What are we picking on him? I got to figure it out. How much you weigh? Nick, tell us the truth. 139. 130. 130. Whoa, nice. Gave him an extra nine pounds. Nice. Muscle. Told you. Told you he was just like... Yeah. Blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. Now Nixon shape. Married life. I put oh. on I put on forty pounds in the first year of marriage. That was sympathy weight for my wife because as she gained weight with our first child, which we had a child. You put on forty pounds. Forty pounds. You're dark. No exaggeration. But Amory's like, hey, mm. do you want seconds too? I'm like, yeah, babe. Do you want thirds? Do you want more ice cream? I'm like, yeah, honey. I do. I, I don't. I don't care what my wife's doing. I have to have my own discipline, right? Come on. <laughs> she was so yeah. grateful. Come on. It it took a couple years to get Pregnancy? those forty pounds ha! off. Just yeah. a poor excuse. Yeah. No, sorry. That metabolism. Just kidding, hon. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. So Come we are in Luke eighteen. Mm. We got forty three verses. 
You let me know where you want to break. I well, can pick where it. will we break? 43. Come so on. I was I'm picking, training you up. Yeah, I was looking at this, and I thought there was a really good break at 23. Okay. That's where I saw. Okay, I'll read through 23 then. Yep. Mm-mm. And you get to do the last 20. I'll do the first 23. I get the lion's share. Oh, wow. To concern the lion of the tribe of Judah here. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart saying there was a certain city there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear god nor regard man now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying get justice for me from my adversary and he would not for a while but afterwards he said within himself though i do not fear god nor regard man yet because this widow troubles me i will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me then the lord said hear what the unjust judge said And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus within himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other's. The other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then they also brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. Do, <clears throat> excuse me, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Verse 24, when Jesus saw this, he said, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, then who in the world can be saved? He replied, what is impossible for people is possible for God. Peter said, we've left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. Taking the 12 disciples aside, Jesus said, listen, we're going up to Jerusalem where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans. He will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day, he will rise again. 
but they didn't understand any of this. The significance of his words was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front of him yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Amen. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're all ex- excited about this chapter. There's a lot of really great. There it is. Great stories in it. Uh, there's not only like great accounts of things that happen, but Jesus also tells some parables in here. Yeah. And uh, where he's making a point with a story. For sure. Now, a parable is pretty much like it's a made up story, yeah. but it's a made up story with a point. So there's some pretty cool ones in here. What what stood out to you? You so were all excited. I to, am right, yeah, out, what right out the gate. So when you look at this woman who's begging to be able to get her way, I think that people form a lot of doctrine off of this. And yeah. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Is There's a couple of key things that I don't want to spill the beans from my perspective, but I studied it out today is that it's saying that a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God <laughs> or care about people. Wow. But this woman, nice guy, huh? But this woman <laughs> is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because it's wearing me out with her constant request. Wouldn't it be great if we served a God like that? Wow. See, this is what people don't understand sometimes is there are, uh, um, how would you say this? This is a contrast, yeah. not a comparison. Yep. And and a lot of times when we look at things in the Bible and we see Jesus, especially Jesus, using an example, yeah. whoa, there's this unjust judge, and just start it. Start it from the beginning. What does he say? He starts it right off the bat. Yeah. By saying it's an unjust judge yep. that doesn't fear God or care about people. Yeah. Who could be th- more diametrically opposed to yeah. who God is? Yeah. The, just the, the just opposed, the opposite. Yeah. Who is a opposite. God of justice and a God of love, mercy and a God mercy. of grace and love? And who, who loved the world so much he gave his son. Proactively. Come on. He didn't. We have to plead and beg for him to give. This he is, gave. This is a contrast yeah. example, not a comparison example. Yeah. And so we're contrasting here two, two different, totally different people yeah. that even though persistence is what the 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 thing that continues through both examples the which is important it, yeah. the lesson for us is persistence yeah uh, the lesson isn't what god's like yeah you know and in fact the way he says it um how does yours read uh let me see. Verse 8. How does it read? And Is it the New Living? Yep. I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Now, okay, then give me verse 7. 
Yep. Verse 7, it says, even he rendered justice a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people okay, who cry out there. to him? So don't you think? In other words, Come it's on. saying, use your brain here. Yeah, of course I mean, he if you've got a bad guy who doesn't love God or people, yeah. who's going to give her what she wants because of her persistence, yeah. some translations say, how much more yeah. shall not God? Yeah. And uh, I think actually that language better is yeah. better. At a minimum, he's going to do that, of course. At a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's big. And the reason it stands out to me is because we were teaching in TNT Youth Church on healing. And this is a big thing is people, when they're dealing with healing, uh, yeah. will beg and plead and yep. say like, they'll have this mindset of, well, if I just beg him enough. And what happens is that Mark eleven twenty seven speaks a lot to the way that we should address mountains in our lives, how we should deal with issues. The way that Jesus wants us to use our faith is to speak to something, command it, and then believe that you have it yep. without doubting in your heart. Yep. And so we'll, most of the time, if someone's needing something and they keep begging and pleading, they're coming at it from a perspective of, I don't have it. Right. I have to keep asking because I don't believe that God is true, that he's faithful, that he's dependable, consistent, and that he's already given me healing. Yeah. We we read in Isaiah is that by his stripes, we were healed. We are healed, that it's already been paid for. It's a gift that we just receive freely. But when you have this mindset People build a whole doctrine and their relationship with God off of this idea of, I just, if I just keep on begging and pleading, if I could just tarry, you know, that's some old language there, yeah. but it's this idea. And yes, you do need to be tenacious. Yes, you have to be steadfast and long suffering, but it has to do with your heart and your mind. Do you already receive it in faith? Like, look at the so, centurion. So be ten tenacious. Not in your asking, but yeah. in your believing. You're receiving, yeah. So you ask the Lord, you receive it, and now you're going to be tenaciously full of praise. I'm going to thank God for it every day. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be the guy that's, you know, getting up every day. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you, Lord, for your divine protection. Thank you, Lord, for your provision. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for your love. Yeah. I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to go for it, yeah. be strong, but I'm going to do it because I believe it. Yeah. Not because I'm trying to. Now I do, I do believe that sometimes it's helped me in the past. Some people talk about confession. You know, don't do that. Well, baloney. First of all, yeah. um, the Bible says hold fast your confession of yeah. faith. I like the Bible. Over <clears throat> I like opinion. it too. And just because somebody misrepresented or you you got the wrong idea doesn't mean yeah. that you throw out you know parts of Scripture over it. But um, if you look at confession, sometimes the first. Maybe 50 times I said it, I wasn't even really built up in it yet. I wasn't in it, yeah. <laughs> and and I didn't really believe it. Yeah. It was a job to, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. A yeah. lot of me confessing the Word was just building the Word into my heart yeah. and beginning to learn these principles yeah. and and get in there and do it. You know, another some other verses make it hard for people, too. Like, you know, knock and it shall be, you know, yeah. for he that knocketh. Yeah, ask, oh. seek, knock, yeah. And so, you know, that some people have walked away from that going, oh, I just got to keep knocking. Yeah. I got to keep asking. You know, I got to keep doing this. And I get all that. And there is, uh, I would say this, when it comes to intercession, yeah. when you're asking, remember the guy that came, came to uh, <clears throat> his friend? And asked for bread for another friend yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. 
And it said because he Keep was persistent. Knocking. Yeah. Notice there, he wasn't asking for himself. Yeah, it's for someone else. He was asking for somebody else. When you're involved in prayer of intercession, yeah, wow, that is definitely a lot more long term. Yeah, can be a lot more long term yeah. because it's not your will. Yeah, it's someone else. You're involved with someone else that they're involved. I mean, in like that. we could pray for Nick to love Blue, you know, for the rest of our lives. And wait a second, his headphones are blue. That might he might we might already got an answer to our Maybe. prayers. But you know, if you're trying to Bill change Will's involved. somebody's will, yeah, you know, you're in, you're way out there. Yeah. Now, I think God is a, is the Lord of Hearts. The heart of the King is in the hand of the Lord. He directs yeah. it as with yeah. rivers of water. So you can pray for someone that God would direct their heart. Yeah. But there's intercessions different. It is than, than you praying asking. and believing for something. Yeah. And we can't confuse. I mean, a lot of times we just take a prayer and it's all in this one basket. Yeah. And there's pieces from I'm just all keep over. Keep pleading and pleading yeah. and pleading and pleading. Yeah. And what happens is you're oftentimes doubting in your heart that you received it in the first place. Versus, my daughter asked me this years ago, and I loved the conversation. Is we were praying, and I said, "Father, I thank you for this great day." And she goes, "Dad, the day hasn't started yet." I said, "I'm thanking them already that it's going to be great. It's 7 a.m." But we're proactively thanking God for the great day he's going to give us. And she's like, oh, I got it. Like, we don't wait until the end of the day to thank him. It's we're already receiving it and we're speaking that day to be good. Our world is formed by the words of our mouth. And so we're speaking the things that we desire and that we want. But it was a cool, like, the light bulb went off for her. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I like that part. I think it's powerful. And there's a lot of good stuff going on in there. You know, the... uh, the next part, I think, is just is just wild, and yeah. you know, when I was before I was really a Christian, yeah, and I looked at this, I noticed something that uh, I that this reminded me of later mm-hmm. that I went, oh yeah, I remember thinking some stuff like that. Yeah, for example, my dad, he had a lot of issues, you know, had a lot of you know hangups and yeah. you know he's addicted to alcohol and it caused a lot of problems in our family but he was super unjudgmental if that's even a word is un- unjudgmental he wasn't judgmental how's that um he was quick to forgive yeah he was uh tender-hearted yeah uh about stuff he didn't get bitter or angry about you know, towards people. Really healthy in some of those ways. Yeah, he had a lot of things going for him in those areas. Yeah. And it you could see how life-giving it was to him physically. Yeah. And even though, I mean, he drank like a fish for yeah. 85 years, and he's still like, you know, 140 pounds and, you know, running around mowing the grass and, yeah. and stuff. You're like, mm. Whereas I've seen other people that have bitterness and mm-hmm. anger and old resentment. Yeah. And what it does to them... In the long run. And uh, I don't know. I just noticed that as a before I was a Christian yeah. and was reminded of that when I read this later and thought, you know, I get it. Sometimes the people you think are super spiritual yeah, as opposed to the people that, you know, yeah. you want, why did they get healed? Yeah. 
Well, probably because they're not bitter and judgmental. They're not holding all this judgment to everybody else. And think they're more holy than anybody else. Yeah, this is a really powerful thing is is. verse 10, two men went in the temple praying and he beats his chest, you know, (laughs) saying, I've done all these things is that I've, you know, I'm not like those cheaters and sinners and adulterers. It's like, oh, wow. sinners and adulterers. It's like, man, you're just throwing everybody under the bus. And then what's, what's crazy to me. He specifically looks at this other guy yeah, and judges and goes, him. not especially not this tax collector. Yeah. It's like, who thinks like that? Yeah. God help it's us. Got some brokenness. God help us. Yeah. If you're if you're looking at people and you know, and I don't care if they, you know, and I, I don't even know how to characterize people right now. But I was going to say like purple hair and tattoos yeah. and yeah. piercings, but. That's the principle that's, of the school today. Yeah, that's yeah. half of our world that yeah. we live in. Whatever so it is. How like, do you characterize somebody now that's like they're way out there? Well, I'm yeah. not even sure, you know, how yeah. you do it anymore. Yeah. But if you look at somebody that's different than you, yeah. you know, and it might be racially, yep. it might be socially, yeah. it might be financially, yeah. it might be, a, you know, spiritually. Somebody, they go to another church. People still do it with smoking <laughs> or if they're seeing someone out doing outward signs. They're just so quick to judge that— yeah. Hey, they're obviously a sinner because they have this thing that they're still trying to get rid of, you know? And it's easy for them to judge. So that's what that means if you, you're you a sinner, if you're still trying to get rid of some things in your life? Which is all of us. <laughs> they just happen we're to all have in one trouble, that's baby. visual. Yeah, yeah, we're all in trouble. Just because I don't light mine and stick it in my mouth doesn't yeah. mean that I don't have issues. I know. It's crazy, <laughs> but people are quick to judge. Ooh, and wow. that's that's really a tough witness for us in the world. Ooh, as Jesus God said, they, know you'll, they will know that you're my followers because of how you love one another. Like, take that, put that in your pipe and smoke it a little bit. Like, we all need to work well, on that I a bit smoked, more. if I smoked, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? That's something we all need to work on daily yeah, versus absolutely. being quick to judge and saying, well, at least I'm not like Nick over there, yeah. you know? Yeah. I wish I was a lot more like Nick. I know, he's cool. 130 pounds and 20, what, three years old? Yeah. How old are you? 21, 21. years old? Jeez, come on. That's cool. When I graduated high school, I was 135. Yeah. So we were very similar builds when. Yeah. Only I was a little taller, so I was probably a little skinnier. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's different. It just helps us remember to walk in grace and to be able to not judge someone else. So is that important to walk in grace? Yeah. Yeah. Hurt people will hurt people, but healed people heal people. And so just remember what God's done for you. Like yeah. that's a big part of it. Don't don't get so caught up. I need to say something. You you said some hurt people hurt people. The other thing that you got to understand is hurt people attract hurt people. Oh yeah. And I just want to encourage you if you if you seem to get hurt and in the same ways or you know you're drawn towards a broken or hurting situation, it isn't always because you're compassion compassionate. A lot of times it's because you're broken too in some of those areas. And I just want to encourage you be careful. Yeah. Being drawn to. Uh, you know, hurt or brokenness. They attract. Yeah, because they do attract. And uh, just, it's never healthy in the long run for those things that go on. Uh, challenge yourself and go somewhere where you're challenged or, yeah. you know, do something where you're challenged or make friends that challenge you. Up. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Let's get back in the Word. What do you want to close with, Pastor Christian? Verse 16 says, Then Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like the children. And this is important. Verse 17, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Let me just tell you on the radio right now or on podcast, wherever you listen to it, 
Don't overcomplicate the gospel. It's the good news. You need to receive it like a child. Go back to your first love and think about it how it was when you first heard the gospel and it just blew you away. And don't don't get religion overcomplicating things. Is we put rules and we just we add our own things to it and we got to do this and this and that and it's like be like a little child. Yeah. And you know what's really cool? The the story of the blind guy at the end of this, I think he's very childlike in it, yeah. in it and what he does. And, and Jesus, he says, Jesus says to the blind guy, he's blind, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. And you'd think, well, duh. But Jesus still asked him. Yeah. And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Yeah. And I mean, that is like... That's like if you're going to three year old, what do you want? Oh, I want a pony. Okay, yeah. I'll get you one. I you got know, you. Type of, yeah. They they would believe you. Yeah. With all their heart yeah. because they're childlike in their faith. And this guy, Jesus says to him, Your faith yeah. has made you well. Absolutely. And so he had childlike faith. So yeah. I like that part too. I Absolutely. think it fits it in, in very much with the rest of the chapter. And you know, as you look through this chapter, there's a lot going on it with stories and little children, but it all comes down to believe in God and trust in God. Because your faith is going to change your life. Yeah. So put your faith in the right guy, Jesus. Absolutely. God bless. Have a great day. Talk to you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.